Shalom Chavirim. Welcome again. It's Wednesday, 8 o'clock here in the nation's capital, here in D.C. And I'm here again for another live to talk with you, answer questions. However, I have picked a topic since tonight is the debate of the candidates for the Republican nomination. I thought our topic would be the Jewish view of government or just talking about government in general. And as it takes a few minutes for people to log on, um, that's our topic. So if you do have questions about Judaism, about anything, please do what you've been doing. Uh, If you have specific questions about the government, we can address that. But I want to present the Jewish view of government. I did a TikTok two days ago, and this is how I began. I'll start with the same quote. Rabbi Hanini used to say, Pray for the welfare of the government, for were it not for the fear it inspires, human beings would swallow one another alive. And so the starting position for the Jewish view of government is, government is necessary. There's no way as human beings we can survive without an agreement as to the rules of the road, if you will. Uh, Really, it's as simple as stop signs, traffic lights, speed limits. They're not always accurate. They're not always right. Sometimes they need to be changed. Okay. However, we would not be able to drive if there weren't rules, if you didn't know I'm going to stay on the right side of the road while you're coming towards me. Maybe I'll go to the left. Maybe I'll go to the right. Maybe I'll stay in the middle. Um, Our starting point is government is necessary. And as an aside, it's also important to make a distinction between the law and ethics. That's also part of the discussion because things can be very legal and unethical. Things can be unethical and very legal. And too often we confuse law with ethics. That's just very common. And and it's not just a good place to start. It's a good place for us to remember, to consider that the role of law is to create a system so we can live together, so that I have property, so I have objects, And they're safe. And I'm safe. Okay? We need laws. However, as we've seen historically, and even presently, many times, laws are not ethical. Sometimes they're just neutral. They're neither moral or immoral. They're law. However, sometimes politicians, and government is our topic, will use laws to... Well, let me give you another quote. Rabbi Gamliel used to say, Be careful about the government, because they approach a person only when they need them. The government seems like a good friend in good times, but they don't stand by you in times of trouble. Hmm? Okay, another view of 
individuals. The the Talmud, the question is Israeli politics. Remember, there's we use the word Palestine, and there should be a country called Palestine. Now, if you're talking about the territory the United Nations designated as Palestine, I'm not happy with the Israeli government. I've said that to you before. I'm not happy with the prospect that they're going to annex some of the territories. I think we need to go back to the original United Nations partition plan with some modifications and have a country of Israel and a country of Palestine. However, this is entirely based on acknowledging. Acknowledging that each group has a right to exist and to stop sending bombs, to stop sending missiles from either side. There has to be an agreement, like the United States and Canada, the United States and Mexico. We're not, we don't turn and say Mexico is not a legitimate government, therefore we're going to destroy it. We don't say that Canada is not a legitimate government. Canada doesn't say the United States shouldn't exist. Mexico doesn't say the United States shouldn't exist. So that's our model. Israel, Palestine, each acknowledging the other's right to exist, and both sides ceasing for military operations. Otherwise, we're not going to have peace, and we're not going to have two countries. Again, I compare the United States to Mexico and Canada. What would happen if we were lobbing missiles at each other, if we were invading each other, if we denied each other the right to exist? I'm not sure how we get there, however. How we can get to have both sides... I'm a Virgo. How we can get both sides to sit down and look at each other and say, now, we each have a right to exist. How do we do it? So, that was in the answer to somebody that asked me the question. Let's get back to government. Because we're coming into the election season... And Judaism has a very strong position. One is, we need good government. Anarchy doesn't do anyone any good. Weak government doesn't do anybody any good. Okay? Next. There's a seduction that takes place. Once one gets in a position of power, it's hard not to use that power for one's own ends. And that's why Rabbi Gamliel used to say, be careful about the government. Because there are times when they're good, but in times of trouble, CYA, everyone's running the other way. Rabban Gamliel also said, do not trust the promises of the government, for they will waste the wealth of the community in distributing gifts more than necessary to their friends. And we call it a pork barrel. We'll see a very good motion, a very good idea in the Congress, and then somebody attaches something of personal interest to the bill. I'm not a big fan of that. I think our bill should be clean. If this bill is about A, it should be about A. You shouldn't attach a rider on it to get something 
for your state because you know you couldn't get it through otherwise, but you think this bill will get through. I think that just leads us to more trouble. I think it really does. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big fan of term limits. The problem being the people in power have to vote for term limits and they're not going to vote for them because a thousand, 2,000 years ago in the Talmud, do not trust the promises of the government. Be careful of the government because they will not be close to anyone who doesn't benefit them. Hmm? So here we are again. You know, the framers of the Constitution, our founding fathers, did not see politicians as a lifetime career. They saw people would have a job, people would work, and then they would come together in a legislature of some kind and pass some bills, pass, and then go back to work. Never in our history, in the colonies, in the 13, in the beginnings of the United States, did anyone suggest or envision that it would be a career being a politician? Because unless you work for a living, you don't know what's going on. The idea of going back to your constituents for a few days or a couple of weeks or three times a year, then going back to, to Washington, D.C., to come here to the district. And no, you need to be rooted. And that, again, goes back to the Jewish view. Once an honest person is elected or appointed to a position in the government, they become an evildoer. It was seen then that any form of power corrupts. The Another idea that was introduced, this is worth mentioning. When you're an average person, an average citizen, say what you want. Okay. But once you acquire a little bit of power, once you're elected to office, you now have a responsibility to what you say. And the responsibility is commensurate with the job or thought. So here I am on TikTok. I'm no longer just Rabbi Block, hospital chaplain, taking, taking care of the needs of our veterans. Now I have a platform. The Talmud teaches me that I then have a responsibility because I'm no longer just a hospital chaplain. Now, as I get elected, let's say I get elected to office, a state office, well, the district, not a state, the District of Columbia. Let's say I'm home rule. I now have a bigger forum. The Talmud teaches us more responsibility by the fact that my position's been elevated. Then the House, the Senate, the President of the United States, the Supreme Court. The Talmud teaches us that as an individual moves up the ranks, there are more responsibility and you have to be more careful in what you say because more people are listening. Lives are at stake. You can incite riots. You can incite someone to kill or shoot someone else, to, to steal. The Talmud is very clear about positions. 
a homeowner's association. You have a condo. You own your own home. Whatever. Okay. But then you're elected to the HOA. You now have responsibility to everyone. It's not to be a soapbox. It's not to be a forum that you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Again, I'm talking from the Talmud because people do whatever they want. They do. I'm not thrilled with either of our political parties. In fact, just the opposite. I'm very disappointed. I think the Republicans can come up with some really good candidates. I think the Democrats can come up with some really good candidates for the President of the United States. Trump was president. Biden's president now. Both their times have passed. I don't think either one of them should be elected to office. Let Biden finish out his term and let the Democrats present someone. Let the Republicans present someone in the tradition of the Republican Party. Really, I'm just disappointed and sad that, yes, it, it's iced tea. My, that's my drink of choice. What are you sipping on, Gramps? A really good bourbon. Let's see those of you writing in. Who are you a bourbon fan? Yeah, I know, you're just making sure. And so that's the Jewish position. Two sides. One is government is needed. We want to have it. The other is we as individuals have to be careful as we participate in government because it can become very seductive. And governments have a history of supporting their friends in supporting particular groups that aren't necessarily good for all of us. And that's why I mentioned the Talmud says, as we move up, our responsibility becomes for more people. Not just for myself, not just for my friends. It's what is the, what is the common wheel? You know, we have the Commonwealth of Virginia. Most people don't realize the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, common wheel, the common good. Thomas Jefferson wanted it to be a commonwealth. Let's have a government and system that's good for all of us. Now, that doesn't mean I always have my way. However, it does mean that things aren't bad to our discussion of Israel and Palestine. What is the good for both? What would be in the best interest of the state of Israel and someday maybe the country of Palestine? What would be in the best interest of both? Time, cause and effect. That's really, someone just asked, that's a, a, a neat question. Every action has a consequence whether it affects other people or it affects the self. And that's the Jewish view of free will. Each of us 
can make choices. Now, both Judaism and Islam have this concept of an evil inclination and a good inclination inside each of us. In Islam, it's been elevated and used, and we talk about a jihad, but that's not what Muhammad meant. Muhammad talked about that internal struggle between the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, the Yetzirah, the good inclination, their intention. Inside each of us, human beings are not good, not bad. We have within us the ability, the struggle to do good and to do evil. And that's why God sent a multitude of prophets and a multitude of religions. Because Judaism isn't for everyone, Christianity isn't for everyone, Islam, Hindu, no. But there were multiple, many religions. And God revealed prophets. And they all have the same message. Stay on the path. Do what is right. Don't harm others. Don't harm yourself. The two inclinations, a jihad, an internal struggle. Many times when someone says, gee, Rabbi, what would you do? I'll go, bad Rabbi Block would do that. But good Rabbi Block would do that. Think of this Jiminy Cricket. And a devil on one on each shoulder, whispering in each ear. Two inclinations. Free will. We have choices. How do we choose? The idea... Oh, how do we stay on the path? The first step is to find the religion that has a path that resonates with you. And it's also fascinating that all religions use the word road, way, or path. Uh, let's take the Grimm brothers. We're familiar with their fairy tales. All their fairy tales contain the same message. Stay on the path. What happened when Hansel and Gretel got off the path? What happened when Little Red Riding Hood got off the path? And different religions teach us rituals, rules to stay on the path. And we can start analyzing them, but they all come down to do unto others. That which is hateful to you, don't do to anyone else. Do unto others, you have others do unto you. And again, we're back to Thomas Jefferson's idea of a commonwealth, the common weal, the common good. And it might mean not so much a sacrifice, but it it might mean... No. Yeah, Holy Scripture tells us the story. The Torah is the history of the Hebrew people's relationship with God. That's Torah. The books of the he- prophets, the Hebrew prophets, brought us God's word, told us what God wants us to do, to do justice, to do the right thing, to treat each other fairly. Don't take advantage of the widow, the orphan, the veteran, anyone who has any um, thoughts or feelings or emotions that that would could be taken advantage of. Don't take advantage of people because of their weakness, if that's the right word, or because of age. That's why it specifically is don't take advantage of the seniors, of the elderly, because as we age, we're not so fast. And sometimes we can be taken advantage of. You know, a lot of the scams on the internet are aim at the elderly 
and children because they're the most vulnerable, the easily influenced. Mm-hmm. Okay? Thank you for the sunglasses. The commonwealth, government, its job is to protect all of us and not elevate one segment or not turn one segment against another for their own gains. That's why I'm not thrilled with either Democrats or Republicans because both of our political parties today have a tendency to turn us against the other one. And both sides have something of value and Both sides have some things I don't agree with. On the Mizrahi. No, we don't want to rebuild another temple. In fact, God destroyed the first temple because it wasn't working well. We, in our hubris, in our pride, built a second temple. God had that destroyed. No. The idea of a temple sacrifices one place of worship, it didn't work. So let's not do it again. No, there's workability for you. There's one of my basic principles. If it's not working, stop doing it. You know the joke, Doc, it hurts when I do that? Well, don't do that. And that's a good measure of attitude, of language, of job. We can use that for lots of things. A lot of things is to look at, is it getting me to my goal? Now, let's add Commonwealth. Is it good for all of us? And the idea of having a socialist, and we have to be really careful with words because some people have made words into weapons and poison when they're not. When they're not. The idea of the Commonwealth is to everyone's provided for and everyone works. The only reason we would give something is if someone was unable to contribute. No gaming the system, no automatic handouts of any kind. However, somebody recognized the, my, somebody recognized my porcupine. Thank you. Who I I lost the name of the I lost the name of the person that recognized my porcupine. Thank you. Not happy with Democrats or Republicans, but that I can still be a progressive. I see uh, the Commonwealth of Thomas Jefferson. I see a society where everyone works according to how they work, what they can do. No one's excluded. We make provisions for each of us. And no one is given something for nothing. Everyone participates. Everyone participates. And I, I believe that was what Jefferson envisioned with uh, the idea of a, a commonwealth. How do libertarians feel about... I, I lost the rest of that sentence before it disappears. I can give you examples of everything that failed. I can show you how everything didn't work. It's not helpful. Let's start with what is. Let's start with the present, the real politics. 
there are a group of individuals that identify as Palestinian. Okay, how do we provide for them? We have individuals in our country who can different jobs, have different uh, abilities, have different restrictions, different constraints, can do some things but not somebody else. You know, Mickey, Mickey's my hero. He always sings, he always dances. He, there's always a good outlook. We can, all, we can make this work. We can make an America for everyone, but we can't if we're going to villainize people, if we're going to turn against each other, if we're going to blame each other. It's not going to work. We have to do physically, mentally. Yeah, no, we, we use the word disability, uh, meaning something hinders one's ability to do something. Well, we can provide jobs. We can provide food. We can provide training. We can provide education. And I'm 77. I'm a lifetime member of the Bel Air Volunteer Fire Company. You would not want to see me coming up the tower truck to carry you down from the fourth floor. I can't. Doesn't mean I'm a bad chaplain. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It means I'm not able to carry out that function. And that's how we want to structure our society. That's what I mean by workability. We want individuals who are capable of doing the job and we don't want to use the wrong criteria for hiring somebody. Okay? High-rise, D.C., the tower truck comes in. We want someone to go up the ladder who can carry the person down. It doesn't matter whether they're black, they're white, they're tan, they're Catholic, they're Protestant, Jewish. Those are irrelevant attributes. The only attribute we want is can they carry the person down or can they schlep the hose up? Too often we use irrelevant attributes to define jobs. And in that way, we focus on disabilities. What we want to focus on, what is needed for the job. Now, the qualities needed to be a firefighter are not the same qualities needed to be a rabbi. They're different. Not right or wrong, just different. So we don't want to use the firefighter qualities to decide if I'm a good rabbi. Because I was chaplain with the fire company, which meant I wasn't expected to schlep hoses. I wasn't expected to go up the ladders to carry people. So too often irrelevant attributes are used and then we start bickering and fighting with each other. No, let's stop and say, what's the job? What's needed? There are jobs for all of us. There's a place for everybody. But not if we turn against each other, not if we argue, not if we try to use differences to create a constituency. Mashiach ben David, even though I'm not a big fan of Marxism, uh, lived on, I lived on a kibbutz when I migrated to Israel in 7071. Um, and I think we could look at some of the Scandinavian countries because they're not, they're not socialists, they're not Marxist, capitalists. They have found a way 
to help their own people, to make people happy, to give everyone a place. That's our job. That's our function. We need to join, not divide. And that's why I'm not happy with either Democrats or Republicans. That's why I'm wearing my porcupine button. Not happy with either one of them. Not necessarily a libertarian per se, but I don't know another way to protest Democrats and Republicans. Please, the state of Maryland had a great Republican governor. Really. Doesn't have name recognition and make a great president of the United States. Doesn't have great name recognition. No. The fact that he was a Republican is irrelevant. He was good. He was a business person. He brought some business sense into the state of Maryland. He compromised. He talked to people. He didn't make the anyone the enemy or blame. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's why I'm wearing the porcupine. Not so much as a libertarian, but rather I'm not happy with either of them. And another thing in terms of voting in the primaries, in some states, you have to declare, and if you declared Republican, you can only vote in the Republican primary to a Democrat, you only vote for the Democrat primary. So depending on the state you live in, that determines, well, we're coming up on 8.30. Thank you for listening to me. Again, rabbiblock at hotmail.com. Send an email, uh, disagree, or I'm a Bostonian, born and brought up in Massachusetts, but now I live here in the nation's capital. If you'd like to talk to me privately, I have my own Zoom room. I'd be glad to meet with you. Retired from the VA now for for 10 years. I worked for the VA for 40. I had a small congregation. I retired from that many years ago. So I have... Plenty of time. Glad to meet with you in my Zoom room. And here we are at 8.30. Shalom b'chavirim. Please join me again. 8 p.m. next Wednesday. And I post periodically. And my YouTube channel is called The Rabbi and I. The podcast is called The Rabbi and I. So if you'd like to listen to me or see me on specific topics, you can go to that places or... Just stay here on TikTok, and I'll see you in a week. The Hitraot.